Hello, and you're listening to the Convos with Bill podcast. Today, we're with Nazir Mule. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm not doing too bad, so just have a few questions for you today. Just a little meet up here. Let people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. As people may not know, a recent thing I just saw on you is you were just put as the second middle infielder in the country. Is that correct? Yes, second uh, yeah, congratulations. congratulations on that, man. Thank you. Really making some good progress. So, you're obviously great, amazing baseball player. Class of 2022. I just have a question. Um, What really was your inspiration to get into the game of baseball and to really drive that love for this game? Um, As a kid, my parents, more on my dad's side, was always into baseball. You know, I grew up a big Yankees fan. And um, I've been playing baseball ever since I was around two years old. Uh, I started playing t-ball around like four. And then when I turned five, I started playing 10U baseball. So I was playing with guys much older than me. And um, as I kind of got older, I started to grow a lot more. And I was just blessed with great genes. So that has really helped. That really helps when I'm competing, as I can do a lot of things that most kids my age can't. For sure. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So you're a big Yankees fan, so there's your favorite team. Who's your favorite player? You got so like a player that you look uh, up to? Well, I always my idol is really Derek Jeter, but um since he doesn't play anymore, I guess it would have to be Judge right now. I got you, I got you. Being a middle infielder, I'm, I would have guessed Derek Jeter too. One of great greatest shortstop of all time, in my opinion. So yeah, so oh this is a very important question. Um, what is your favorite ballpark food? ballpark food uh i gotta go with the best i had was i went to city field one time and i got that bacon on a stick (laughs) that was amazing oh yeah it was just a little expensive it was like 15 bucks for a slice of bacon (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure that's for sure all right so let's get more onto the baseball side of you um how you've came to where you be today so like what what would you say your daily routine is like even on like during baseball season what comes like on game day maybe what what would you say your daily routine is uh usually uh whenever one well when we have the season going i usually just went to school i woke up around like 6 30 caught the bus around seven and uh we got out of school at 256 after that you know if it was game day you would get ready, you know, go out to the field. I would stretch a little bit, do some bands, get some long toss in. That's if um, that's if I was pitching, really. But uh, if I was playing short, you know, I would just uh, pair up with my uh, my partner, my other middle infielder, who would just play catch, work on ground balls, some quick hands and stuff, and then take I.O. and get to the game. Heck, yeah, man. That's it right there. So another thing I see on you is – Besides the fact that you're in a great middle infielder, you're also a very good pitcher. You throw, what, 94 off the mound? Is that correct? Yeah, I topped at 94 uh, last July when I was 14. Dude, that is awesome. Like, that's unheard of. Like, you have a special gift. I'm so happy that you're able to really use that and you're making a name for yourself. And about making a name for yourself, what are your goals? Like, obviously, every baseball player wants to make it to the MLB, but – like, what are your goals? Like, do you have any colleges that you want to go to, college plans, like a specific team, which I would probably guess would be the Yankees for you. But yeah. so like, what what's your what would you say your goals are? Right now, I don't really have, like, a desired dream college. I think when that time comes, I'll, 
obviously with the possibility of getting drafted out of high school, I think I would attend. I think I would do what's best for my family at the time, both financially and, you know, distance wise. So if I'm not getting a great deal from a college, I might be able to just go into the minors. But if the situation's right, I do plan on attending college. That's great. That's a, that's a great plan. I, I completely agree with that 100%. Like we said, you're amazing with baseball, but are there any other sports that you really excel at that you enjoy? Um, I played basketball freshman and uh, sophomore year this past year. Freshman year, I played freshman basketball. This past sophomore year, I played varsity. I got the jerseys right there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, I wouldn't say I excelled at it, but I could hold my own because I was tall. So, you know, I was good for getting rebounds and stuff like that. Heck yeah, man. That's it. Just junkyard dog, Zach Rudolph. So another great question here. Very serious. Favorite pizza toppings? I mean, for me, pepperoni and bacon, but it's here for you. <laughs> Uh, I like pepperoni, bacon, um, sometimes some buffalo chicken in there is good, and uh, the chicken bacon ranch. Oh, yeah. Oh, Saucy yeah. sometimes, depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah, good choices, good choices. All right, here's another one for you back into baseball. Um, your off-season workouts, like how do you get better to really excel during the off-season for when baseball time comes back around, especially during right now when we really can't have baseball? Yeah, so – Last fall, this is obviously not at this time, but last fall, since I was playing basketball, basketball really helped me stay in shape because of all the running and the conditioning we did. So I usually had school until 2.56, then we had basketball from like 4 to around 7, and then I had baseball practice right after basketball, usually from around 7.30 to 10, so I was really staying active and getting my best in on both sports, but now that now we don't really have anything open like the facility that I usually work at is closed down actually get in touch with my baseball coaches from the team I currently play for at PS2 and Wayne and uh, we go to a field not too far from here maybe like 10 15 minutes and we get our work in there whenever we can nice yeah so you obviously work very hard for what you do what are some of the workouts that you do when you go and you go to that field with your coaches and you work out what are some of the stuff that you do uh, I usually get a good stretch in first, and then a lot of the stuff we do at the field is mostly like drills. It's not really so much gameplay. It's uh, we do a lot of T work, and then we get into some front or soft toss, side toss maybe, and then uh, we just take batting practice. And then once we get to fielding, we do some ground balls. We do uh, footwork drills around the bag, footwork drills, ca uh, catching ground balls, and then he'll start hitting some fungos. You know, make some throws to first base, but really just to kind of sharpen my game until the season comes. I like that. How often would you say that you do that? Uh, I, I just started like last week, maybe before that, it was really just off time because we had to figure out a schedule because we didn't know if we were going back to school. We didn't know when baseball was coming back. So now that school's closed down for the year, I usually try to go every day unless, you know, my coach or my parents are busy and I don't have a ride there. But I would say four I would say four to six times a week, maybe. Yeah, so you so you really you really get that work in, and that's yeah. really why you're starting to climb up. You're really making a name for yourself. I actually on one of your old Instagram posts, you were shouted out by MLB Network. Is that is that right? So yeah, about um, I think they were talking about your pitching, and that was pretty interesting. And yeah. it's very impressive the way that you play. 
especially at this age, which is not like me personally, I throw 75 off the mound and to hear a kid that's two years older than me throwing 94 is ridiculous. So it's, it's great to hear about what you're doing and who would you say is really the biggest person that's helped you develop your game in your life? Um, from the start of my life, I want to say my dad and my uncle really helped me because whenever we didn't have anywhere to really go, we would just go in the backyard. When I was, when I was a lot younger, like around two years old, we would hit wiffle balls off the tee, just play wiffle ball in the backyard. But as I started to get older, they just constantly took me to the field whenever we had the opportunity so I could work on, you know, the tools I had. Heck yeah, dude. So have you, have you always been a uh, middle infielder in your life or like because you're tall so and I know some people have a philosophy that you put tall people at first base well mm-hmm. you've been a middle yeah. infielder and you're a great shortstop so have you always been there and have you like worked specifically because you want to be a shortstop or like have you just kind of been put in that position um uh, sort of at a younger age from like well when I was five I was playing with guys five years older than me it was it was 10 you so I really played like right field left field but as a, when, I, when I turned seven, eight, I started playing with my own age group, and I started at third base, actually. But as I got older, I got more athletic, and I started to have a wider range. You know, my size helps me get some balls that most people can't. And when people look at me and see I'm so tall, they probably think I'm slow, but I, I could actually move a little. So when I play short, it really gives me a lot of versatility, getting to every ball I can, and I have a strong arm, so that also really helps for plays a shortstop yeah you obviously i've i've seen videos of you hitting the ball and i'll tell you what you can crank it do you lift much like what's your what's your power workout so you can get your strength it's actually uh mostly genetics i didn't really start lifting until november october of last year and when i did i had just started so it wasn't anything crazy it was just small things you know like bicep curls and like uh squats deadlifts stuff like that but it wasn't any crazy amount of weight it was maybe like 100 pounds, nothing, nothing crazy, but a lot of my strength just comes from my genetics and the way I was born. So, yeah, you're talking a lot about genetics and how you get your strength and stuff like that. So were your parents like athletes as you grew up or like people in your family? Uh, I know my dad and my uncle played, uh, my dad played hockey and baseball and my uncle played baseball when they were around high school. But um, my dad's side of the family is not tall. My mom's side of the family was actually tall. I think my mom's mother was around like six one, six two, so that really helped yeah. when it came to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. huh, that's cool. So, do you play for any like travel teams currently, or because I know you play for your high school? And what travel team do you play for? And if like you could just explain like what this team's about, like maybe your coach and what he's about, his philosophy, and the players around you, just the atmosphere that this team brings to your game. I played with the New Jersey Axemen from the time I was seven to last year, from seven to 14 years, so that's seven years. And then uh, this year I joined PS2 Athletics. They're based over in Wayne, New Jersey. And um, I would say the coaches are really focused on developing players and not worried about winning championships or anything like that. And the the group of guys around me is great because the facility is like maybe five minutes from my high school. So a lot of the guys that I work out with a lot of the guys that play for my high school team are actually on the same travel team as I am. So it's great to kind of build that bond. Even when we're not playing high school baseball, we're all over at that facility with our team, just training and getting better. Yeah. I also really- play for, 
Um, I also play for the I also play for West Palm Beach Gamblers over in Florida, and uh, FTB, which is Florida Travel Baseball over in Florida. I just kind of vary with those teams over there, depending on the event they go to. Yeah, man. And having that, having those high schoolers on your travel team, I'm sure that helps out a lot because you got that chemistry bond, and yeah. you can really um, just you know the players, you know them well. They're kind of like brothers to you, and I'm really happy to hear for the of the philosophy for those coaches that it's more about developing the players than really winning games because nowadays you see a lot of times when coaches are too focused on their reputation and their winning that these players that obviously have some great potential aren't getting what they need from these coaches because they're too self-centered and me myself I've been blessed with amazing coaches that are not like that at all and they really have helped and they're about developing the players and I'm so happy to hear that your coaches are just like that and that shows for coaches that maybe listen to this and maybe they need to look back on themselves and refer like maybe I'm doing this wrong because this kid who's the second middle infielder in the country seventh overall in the country out of all players of 2022 like his coaches have this philosophy and they've really really helped him out to develop his game so that's great to hear. And uh, what high school do you attend in New Jersey? I go to uh, I go to Passaic County Technical Institute. It's over in uh, it's over in Wayne, New Jersey. Also, that's that's awesome. So, so you're from New Jersey, and you're the number one ranked player in New Jersey. Would you say there's a lot of good competition in the state of New Jersey when it comes to baseball? There's there's definitely competition. I mean, it's not like it's de- it's not I would say overwhelming competition. I think the best competition you'll actually see is in places like Florida and California because they obviously play baseball all year round. But there's definitely some guys over here that that can compete very well with the guys from those from those states. I know a few of them. You know, I inter- I interact with whoever I can, and we usually cross paths one way or another when whenever it comes to those guys that are I want to say around the same level as me. Yeah. For sure. Do you like stay in touch with these guys and like communicate with them often and be like, hey, how you been doing with this? How you been doing with that? How you been developing? How you been working out and stuff like that? Just stay in touch with these guys that maybe you'll end up playing against or play with one day. So do you like stay in touch with those people? Yeah, 100 percent. It's it's kind of the same deal with me. Like I've noticed that they were around the same level as me because a lot of the guys that I know that are actually like very good ball players from this area I've known since I was seven years old. I've either played with them or I've played against them at one point or another. So we always kind of kept in touch and it's still up to this day. I either play against them or I'm with them on the same team, depending on the circumstances. For sure. Yeah. So that's good to hear. Cause that's another thing is just staying in touch with the other people around you, especially if they're the same level as you or even better, because then you can learn from each other and you both develop. So mm-hmm. that's, that's great. And, that's one of the reasons I'm making this podcast is obviously adult listeners can be like, Hey, I've heard of this kid. I'd like to hear what he has to say about stuff. Then you got the kids around my age, 14 years old and younger that are like, this kid's balling out. Like, how do we get to be like him? How can we work harder? So if you could say for someone that like a little 12 year old, that's got a gift in baseball and he really wants to exploit that and he wants to get big and he wants to really work what words of inspiration would you say to that kid if he was standing right in front of you? I just want to say, you know, 
because a lot of times when people run into a guy like me on the field that's big, tall, you know, looks strong, they get intimidated. And I don't think that that's the right approach to take. If I ever ran into a guy that's bigger than me on the field, I would say to myself, like, he's got nothing over me. Like, he might be taller than me and bigger than me, but, like, look at Jose Altuve. He, he, he used what he had, and he worked with the tools that he got to make it to where he is now. So if you're a smaller guy and you know that you don't, like, you know that you're not a power hitter. I want to say use what you have and hit for contact. Don't try to go out and hit home runs. Use the speed you have and use the contact you have to do whatever you can. So you're saying, like, exploit the tools that you're given. So you so yeah. you don't need to focus on being this big dude that hits home runs all the time and in power. But if you're this little guy that's got some quick legs, use that to hit balls in the yeah. gaps and maybe beat out a few ground balls. So use the tools that you're given. If when you were this five-year-old, Playing what? Ten U baseball was that what you said? Yeah, yeah. If you could look back and tell him you're going to be the second ranked middle infielder in the country and the seventh ranked player overall, what would he have said? I want to say to just keep doing what you're doing because obviously the steps that I took when I was that age led me to where I am today, and I kind of have that same mindset that I just gave you. Like, even though they're bigger than me, they're taller than me, I have to work with what I got. You know, I could be batting nine. I could be batting number nine in the order. I got to find a way to contribute to the team and how the team needs me. And if I'm contributing to the team, I know the coaches are going to notice me and they're going to start giving me, um, I don't want to say promotions, but they're going to start giving me the credit that I'm actually showing. And they're going to find a way to implement me more into the lineup if I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I I love to hear that. And I love your philosophy on um, even if you're batting nine, like, find a way that you can contribute to your team and your coach will notice that like that. That's awesome. What would you say? So you're stepping up to the plate, right? You're on deck. The guy in front of you, he just finishes his at bat, whether he got a hit or he struck out. What's your mindset? You walk up to the plate. What's the, what crosses through your mind as you're going up to that plate and you're about to do your plate routine or whatever, and you're about to take this at bat. Well, usually I don't hit lead off. So I have a chance to see the pitcher. When I'm on the on-deck circle, or even just sitting in the dugout watching the at-bats, I like to pitch. Uh, I like to pick up some of the pitchers' tendencies, because you know sometimes pitchers like to drop their arms when they're throwing a curveball, or they like to reach back a little bit more when you when they're trying to throw a fastball by you. So I like to I like to look at that, and then once I get into my at-bat, I like to kind of try and pick up those things as he's getting into his windup or a stretch. So I kind of have an advantage here, but I would say to just try to go gap to gap, and you know the power will come. If you're just trying to hit the ball hard, you might get a little lift on it. You might go out. And then after that, at bat's over, you just go into the dugout and confirm the tendencies that you learned yourself. Like, if you notice that he's dropping his arm on a curveball, go back and tell your teammates that. Try to do whatever you can to help your team out. Exactly. I love that. I love that. So, obviously, you being a well-known big-time baseball player, I'm sure there's people out there that like to watch you play and have come to see you play. And a lot of that can actually bring distractions for a lot of players. So if some players were in your situation where they're all of a sudden at the heading towards the top of the game and they're getting this hype, they some people would get caught up in that distraction. They'd get in their own heads and stuff. How do you try and like block all that out and avoid and just keep your mindset on the moment and in the present? Well, I like to think to myself, you know, these people are coming here to see me play for a reason. So I really have nothing to prove. Because they came to me knowing what I can do already, but they just wanted to see it for themselves. 
But in my mind, I know that I have nothing to prove. So I just try and go out there and play the game that I'm used to playing. And hopefully everything goes well. But if it doesn't, you know, everybody has bad games. I could, there, there's countless times where scouts come to games, you're, you have an off day. But that doesn't mean they're not going to come back another time where you can potentially better yourself and have, like I said, another opportunity. So anytime somebody comes to watch you play, don't think of it as like, hey, I need to go four for four or four home runs. Think of it as they know what I can do already. I just need to show them that I'm a good player. For sure. Yeah, that's baseball. Some people, you have bad days sometimes. That's, that's just how it goes. So I have another question about you growing up into baseball. Was there ever an experience for you where you were just like, wow, I think, I think baseball is my sport. I think this is where I'm going to click. And I think this is where I have the most potential. Was there ever like an experience that brought that mindset to your head going forward? Um, I don't remember too many things when I was younger. I know when I was around like, I think it was nine years old, we went to the Literally World Series, not the one that's on TV, but the one that's in Texas. It was over in um, Brownsville, Texas. And it was kind of the best competition that I could find at, at, at 9U because yeah. back, back at 9U, everybody was focused. Everybody wasn't focused on the nine-year-olds that are coming up to play. They're focused on the guys that are in high school the same way it is now. But with that tournament, I kind of dominated. I pitched a championship game, you know, through a shutout. And uh, I ended up getting MVP for that tournament. For the, we, we won the championship in the Lillywood Series, and I ended up getting MVP. And I thought to myself, like, hey, maybe I could do this for a long time if I just put my mind to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's really – so. I'm, I'm, that's so cool that you were able to go to Texas. Like, you live in New Jersey, and you're able to go to Texas for this Lillywood World Series. And obviously, Texas is a great – so big and they can play all year round and they and they they can just shoot baseball people out like crazy so um another question i have this is kind of off topic but um you live in new jersey obviously that area is known a lot for their food and i'm a big food person so you could, so i gotta ask you what is your favorite food overall um like overall overall yeah I really like French fries. <laughs> yeah, I really like French. some like you know bacon cheese fries, maybe some chili on there. I also like burgers, steak once in a while. You know, it doesn't kill anybody. Oh yeah, I'm more of a fried food kind of guy. I like fried yeah. food. I don't. I don't like healthy stuff. Oh yeah, I I completely agree with you, man. <laughs> um, so you go to PCTI High School, like your team. You've been there freshman and sophomore. What has your success been at high, in the high school level and just playing against other high school teams? Actually, we, uh, we, we, did, we started out pretty well last year. I, I played varsity as a freshman. We had a lot of seniors on the team. Oh, not that many seniors, but I played left field starting freshman year because actually I started at first base because the coach didn't want to you know, use my arm too much because I was obviously a very valuable pitcher at the time. I started at first base, but he, he figured, like, I could do a lot more than first base. Like, I could help the team a lot more than just sitting at first and catching balls. So he put me in left field, and um, I got to the ball as well as I can. I, I, I don't really have much experience in the outfield, but when I do play the outfield, I think I do a pretty good job at it. I have good reactions, you know, good arm. But um, we actually started out 7-0 last year, and then a lot of things just, like, went downhill. Yeah, uh, I think we finished off the season ten and thirteen or something. 
at the time, the, our, our, one of our senior pitchers, one of our aces, he, he got hurt. So uh-huh. we didn't have him for the season. And things really went downhill from there. And our team was very young, you know. Yeah. Our whole starting lineup this year was pretty much exactly the same as last year. Really? The only difference really is we have maybe one outfielder and our starting pitcher, or one of our aces, is all we're missing this year. So we were, uh, we were a very young team, a lot of freshmen and sophomores. There was maybe two or three juniors on the team. Yeah, we, we came really close to winning counties. Oh, we yeah. we got to the county semifinal game, and we were up 6 nothing. I, I pitched that game. I threw a shutout going up into the seventh inning. And uh, we were up we were up 6 nothing. I think. And things just kind of went downhill, you know. I, I, gave, I, I, I gave up a fly ball. There was an error in the outfield, and that kind of started the whole momentum. Then the next at bat, there was another fly ball that was misread by our outfielder that, that brought across a run, and I think it, was, it turned into a double or a triple. And the coach actually wanted to save me so I could start the championship game for counties. So he took me out. He took me out of the game. We were still up 6-1. He brought in a reliever. The reliever gave up three runs, I think, so we were down 6-4. And the coach was like, we have to get to the championship first. So he took me out of pitching, put me in center field, and then put me back in to pitch the same inning. <laughs> And I just kind of I, I I hit it. The bases were loaded when I came back in too. It was yeah. bases loaded. We were up by two with no outs. I hit a guy, so it was six five. I got an out, I think, and then I gave up a single through the hole, and we lost that game seven six. We lost the semifinal game. But the thing that sucked is um with the pitch restrictions and stuff. I would have yeah. been able to pitch that next game. Actually, I wouldn't have been able to pitch the next game if we won that game since I came back into pitch. But the thing that sucks is it rained. Like oh. the whole next week, so the game, the championship game got postponed. Oh man! And if I just stayed in and pitched that whole inning, and I didn't get taken out, I I'm confident we would have won that game. Mm-hmm. And I still would have I still would have been able to start the championship game. Yeah. So we obviously had good success, but I think I think this year we would have done a lot better if the season wasn't canceled. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> I would completely agree. Obviously, it sucks with everything getting canceled and. We need to try and stay in shape so that way when baseball season does come around, we, we're not, like, just caught off guard and, like, boom, it hits you in the face. And So a lot on uh, – talk a little bit more about pitch restrictions. This is kind of a little more of a controversial topic. How often do you think kids at a younger age, around 13 years old, should pitch – like especially with pitch restrictions, how often do you think they should pitch so that in the long run their arms aren't completely tore up? If you're in a tournament during the weekend, I would say you pitch once a weekend. Unless you're a reliever or you're a closer that kind of just shut things down for an inning. You, if you're a starter, you, you pitch once a weekend and that's it. I completely agree. Like let's, if you're a championship pitcher, your coach has to find a way to get to that championship game without using you. But if, if you're a if you're a first game kind of guy, you pitch that game and then do whatever you can the rest of the because a lot of guys at 13 aren't really POs. They're they're also position players. So you pitch your game whenever you're needed, and then whenever you're playing the field, you contribute with your glove and the bat. But if if you're a pitcher, you pitch one game a weekend. If if you have a week to play, maybe twice, but you gotta like spread it out. So like you can pitch once Monday, once Thursday, maybe, once Friday. Maybe yep. Thursday or Friday, but you got to save that arm for the long run because a lot of guys, you know, their coaches are focused on winning, like I said, over, over development, and they tend to overthrow their good pitchers that they know can get the job done. 
So you you kind of got to have the right people in your corner, family wise and coaching wise. Because if if you're with a coach that wants to overuse you, your family has to set restrictions for that coach. You, he, your parents got to say like he's he's not pitching more than one game this weekend. My parents tend to do that a lot, and sometimes I get mad at them because you know I want to come in when when we're when we're up by one and the bases are loaded in the ninth. I want to come into that yeah. game, but I know that I have to have to be prepared for my future. Yep. And yeah, do you like you when you grow up, you want to look back and say, I was a great pitcher at 13 years old, or do you want to be in the major leagues and say, I missed out on some opportunities when I was 13, but I'm making millions of dollars right now doing what I can. I that's a great statement right there. Heck, I should almost mark you on that. <laughs> but um, so we're coming up on time here, so one last thing, whether it's about baseball or life, if you could leave people listening to this off with some words of inspiration, wisdom that you know of about baseball, about life, about anything, what what would you have to say? It's actually a Derek Jeter quote. You know, it's my guy. He said, "Um, there might be guys that are more talented than you, but that's not a reason for them to work harder than you. So, like, there could be guys out there that, are a lot better than you but obviously when you get to a point in your career around like college going into the minors everybody evens out to the same skill level so the thing that's going to separate you from that one other guy is how much work you put in because even if, if coaches look at you and they're like all right this kid throws 97 but he just kind of he screws around in the dugout he doesn't pay attention to the game and he's a jerk to his teammates but then they have a kid that throws 94, 93, and they're like, hey, he's a great teammate. He puts in as much work as he can. He tries to help the team as often as he can. They're going to take that kid that throws 93 over 97 just because it's kind of a team atmosphere. Yeah. So you always have to do what you can to get better, but at the same time, be a good person because any day baseball can baseball can be gone any day. I mean, knock on wood, you have arm problems. Everything goes down the drain. You, you still want to be a good person. Yep. <clears throat> That's amazing words right there, man. All right. Well, so happy that we could have you on here. And the fact that this is my first podcast, um, I'm really happy to get this started. And I think you're a great person to start it out with. You're a, a nice person, amazing person. And plus, you're a very great talent. And from what I can tell, you seem like a very class act. So I, I love that about you. And I wish you the best in your baseball season and in your baseball career in the future. Thank you. To you as well. All right. You have a good one, man. You too. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Convos with Bill. Please stay tuned for my next episode that will drop next Sunday. And everyone should go follow Nazir on Instagram at Nazir Mule. I ask that you all stay healthy and stay safe. And God bless.